All right, where is he? Where is he today? Is he in Iowa? Is he in New Hampshire? Where is he? Byron York, chief political correspondent of the Washington Examiner and a Fox News contributor, joins us now. Hi, Byron. Good morning, Bill. I am in Des Moines, Iowa, because we're living in the jet age. I see. You can go from one place to the other. How do you get from <laughs> Manchester, New Hampshire, to Des Moines, Iowa? Uh, well, in my case, I went through Detroit. Uh, what was interesting was, uh, as you know, there was a little bit of snow in Washington. Um, and it also, all the way up to Boston, it created a, a lot of havoc with travel, but Manchester, New Hampshire, dry as it could be. So I yeah. came to Des Moines yesterday. Yeah, that's funny. We had a son in Vermont who said, all fine up here, <laughs> you yep. know, but uh, the snow was elsewhere. Okay, uh, let's, let's talk about uh, your recent trip to New Hampshire. Where's Waldo? Uh, this was f- fascinating. Um, what is the great mystery that you uh, discovered, encountered in this great state of New Hampshire, the Granite State? Well, in, in Nashua, I attended the New Hampshire Republican Party's last big event before the primary, which is on February night. They call it the first in the nation presidential town hall. And it attracted a, a lot of people, a, a lot of party people, you know, the local officials, the activists, the, the political types who make up the establishment, the Republican establishment in New Hampshire. Uh, some of the candidates came, Rubio, Bush, Kasich, Rand Paul, the candidates who really want to make a mark in New Hampshire. Um, but the first, one of the first conversations I had uh, with a couple of Republican activists, I asked them a, a very simple question, what's up with Donald Trump here in New Hampshire? And they both answered the same way. They said, I don't know anybody who supports him. And we talked for a while, and, and uh, you have to remember Donald Trump is leading his closest competitor in the Republican race there in New Hampshire by nearly 20 points. And um, they just didn't know anybody who actually supports him. So after that, I thought, well, that, that's kind of an interesting question to ask. And I, I began to ask everybody that I met, that I ran across uh, at the gathering. There were hundreds of people there. I said, do you know anybody who supports Donald Trump, and in more cases than not, and, and actually almost in all of the cases, the answer was no. And so it's just kind of a fascinating picture yeah. of a Republican establishment uh, that seemed to be completely mystified by the man who's leading their party's race. What are the possible explanations for this? And the comment on their plausibility, uh, let me just guess, one is they don't know him because most of the people voting for Trump are independents, Democrats, others. Two, yep. uh, they're not telling them. Three, the polls are wrong. Yep. Or four, they're just completely out of touch. Okay. You know, it's, uh, yep. um, well, uh, there's, there's this mixed opinion about the polls. Uh, a lot of the people in Nashville didn't deny that the polls are what they are. They just felt that they said they haven't personally seen it. You know, I haven't, I just don't know anybody in, and uh, who supports Trump. Um, other uh, people who did say they knew people, I, I ran into a couple of party officials, one county, one regional, who, who said they, they do encounter a number of people who support Trump, and, and they'll, they'll ask people, who do you support? And in this, in these cases, almost always the voter will glance to the left, glance to the right, see if the coast is clear, and then say, Trump. Um, so there could be some sort of, I don't know, social penalty for saying that you, uh, uh-huh. you like Donald Trump. Uh-huh. The other thing is he appears to be bringing in voters uh, who are not 
classic Republicans. I right. spoke with an operative there. You know, there are political operatives in every state who just know know the state down to the streets and the neighborhoods. Yep. And I talked to one who, who knows New Hampshire that way, and he knows... Uh, he, he described going uh, down some streets on the west side of Manchester, and he knows all the houses. I mean, he knows which house would have a political sign at, at primary time. And he sees these Trump signs, and they're on houses that he knows have never put out a sign before. Okay. So he begins to think, wow, I, I don't know what's going on here. Can I, let me pursue that just a second. Uh, there are some signs. Do you think they are uh, d- different side? kind of sign I'm talking about, uh, reliable or not, that he is, Trump is turning out people who uh, have not turned out before, A, B, that some of these are the long sought after white working class, that you remember, you know, a lot of people have bemoaned the fact that Republicans have lost that, and three, um, is it possible that there are Democrats turning to Trump, 10%, 20%? Well, it could be. I, I know in uh, in Iowa, I've met uh, uh, actually at a Chris Christie event in um, in Ames. A man came up to me and said, "You know, all my in-laws are Democrats, and they like Trump." Um, and I've had anecdotal talk like that. And we have some, I think, polling in Iowa that shows that uh, a lot of people who say they are going to go to the caucus for Trump have never attended a caucus before. So I think, yeah, there probably is some evidence. That Trump is attracting people for the first time, and and this uh, and there's there's some evidence that I was seeing in New Hampshire as well, and this is something that really frustrates the Trump people uh, about the a lot of the Republican Party establishment's opposition, because they say, look, for years and years, Republicans have said we need to broaden the face of the party, we need to expand the party to people who aren't Republicans now, and somebody comes along and does it, and they hate him. Yeah, um, but yeah. I think yeah, there's some. I think there's some evidence that Trump's appeal definitely extends beyond the boundaries of the Republican Party. Right, but not to National Review. <clears throat> what was uh, what was your reaction to that? You write for National Review. I've written for National Review. Well, I I was with National Review from 2001 to 2009, so I was with him for eight years, pretty much the whole Bush time. And the, the, the thing to remember, I think, about National Review is that they take their role seriously as kind of curators of the conservative movement, as right. guardians of the conservative movement. Right. Um, because the man who founded National Review, William F. Buckley, pretty much invented it. Uh, so they view their role as that. And, and I think that um, uh, a lot, you know, one theme, of course, running through the whole National Review critique is that Trump is not a conservative. Hey, conservatives, do not be fooled. He's not one of you. And I think the the thing that we see on the campaign trail is that um, that may indeed be true, but it's kind of irrelevant that uh, the fact that he's not a conservative, uh, one, doesn't seem to matter to the people who do call themselves conservative, and two, really doesn't matter to people who don't call themselves conservatives and who, in fact, think that some conservatives have kind of uh, kind of discredited themselves in the Bush years with the misadventure in Iraq and the financial collapse, and that they kind of had it with, uh, with politicians who call themselves conservative. So I, I just think whether or not Trump is a conservative is somewhat irrelevant. Uh, it may be kind of a, a, a little magazine argument, uh, as opposed to something that really motivates the voters. 
Byron York is the chief political correspondent of the Washington Examiner, a Fox News contributor. Uh, do you suppose, just putting the two last questions together, that there's a single, you know, white working class voter who hasn't voted or been identified as a Republican before, or Democrat who's supporting Trump, uh, or, uh, you know, disaffected person there on the side street of Manchester who would be moved by this National Review Symposium? Um, hard, to, hard to imagine. No, yeah, I think, yeah. and, and look, I'm not, I, I, I haven't talked to anybody at National Review about it. I, I'm not sure that they thought this was going to start some sort of prairie fire across the nation. I think they wanted to unify conservative opposition because I know, I know they said in public, I think they were alarmed at some Republicans who seemed to be kind of making their peace with Trump, uh, Republicans who, who opposed him and hoped that he would collapse in the polls and, and, since he has not, are trying to think, well, maybe he'd be okay, uh, because many of them opposed Ted Cruz even more. So I think they were trying to kind of rally uh, the conservatives for whom National Review is a big deal uh, against Trump. Let me get a quick call in, and then we'll get you on the other side. Darren, go ahead, Darren and Orlando. We're back with Byron York. Let me remind you of our Marine, United States Marine, uh, wounded Marine veteran caller from uh, Orlando, wasn't he? Uh, who said, uh, okay, I'm going to vote for Trump, uh, and my mother's a Democrat, never voted Republican, she's going to vote for Trump. And maybe there are a lot of people like that out there, and he he said he thought Trump might go third party. I said, well, supposing that seat that Lane's already occupied uh, by Michael Bloomberg, would you comment on on all of the above? Well, uh, I have to tell you, I have never detected a groundswell of support for a Michael Bloomberg cannabis. Yeah. Have you? I mean, uh, no. you talk to a lot of people across the country. Have you ever detected a groundswell of support, uh, a longing for a Michael Bloomberg presidential candidacy? No, he's obviously a very smart, very capable guy. I've gone to a couple of his conferences. And, uh, yeah, no, I don't, yeah, right. I mean, this is taking... I don't think it exists. This is taking it, the it New York does. values defense a little far, it seems to me. <laughs> Well, it just doesn't exist. And Bloomberg has said this uh, quite a lot. And Bloomberg is uh, hugely wealthy and and can do what he wants. So he can certainly run uh, if he wants to. And 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 under your scenario, you'd have some kind of amazing billionaire on billionaire action. But uh, I just don't see who does it hurt happening. Well, it doesn't hurt Trump. I think uh, I think Bloomberg, uh, if he were to run would uh, attract what, what, what you would call the no-labels crowd, um, uh-huh. a pretty uh-huh. small group of people, Democrats and some liberal Republicans, um, kind of an odd phrase these days, but uh, who, who uh, say they have a very pragmatic point of view and want to find, want to elect leaders who can work together and compromise with each other and yeah. all of that. Yeah. There's a there's a no labels truck and a, a big rolling sign in New Hampshire and in Iowa that just rolls around and asks people to sign the pledge and the no labels promise that they'll all work together. I think that's a very small group, and that's who Bloomberg would appeal to. Yeah, this Lieberman and Huntsman, I think, are the co-chairs. Yeah, now, and I know I know the that's guy correct. who's running it, and it's you know well intentioned, but not large and. Uh, Right, but I, I agree with you. I think he is perceived as uh, as liberal uh, because I, I think he talked about guns. I just think he talked about guns a ton, and I think well, that's another that's another good uh, point. 
which is you're right, uh, and and actually Bloomberg is on even his position on guns, I believe, was kind of thoroughly rejected in Colorado, uh, an important swing state, by the way. Uh, and uh, Bloomberg has been funding a huge, putting a huge amount of money into um, a, a gun control campaign, which a lot of Republicans would see as an anti Second Amendment campaign. Yeah. And so I, you know, I just don't see that, uh, don't see it playing well. I was a panelist at a Bloomberg conference in New York, Byron. You'll be pleased to hear this. I, I hope you'll be entertained. And they said to me before it started, they asked, you know, anything we can get for you, they asked over the mic. I said, yeah, I'd like a 64-ounce Super Slurpee, please. And, uh, you know, because <laughs> Bloomberg doesn't approve of those. And they all started to laugh at me. And I said, don't laugh. I'm packing heat. So... <laughs> Two things. Yeah, two, he also has the, the reputation as, as Nanny Bloomberg from yeah, New York. You're right. Two, two things you don't do at a Bloomberg uh, at a Bloomberg conference. Uh, quickly, then, uh, because Bernie Sanders reacted to you know the billionaires of America, the scenario of Trump versus uh, you know versus Bloomberg. Uh, is Bernie? Did I see he's falling behind again in Iowa? It's, it's closing. It's neck and neck. What do you, what do you read there? You're in Des Moines. Well, it is it is pretty much neck and neck in Iowa, and and. Bernie has never had any sort of dominant position in Iowa the way he has in New Hampshire. And when you talk to his people, they don't say, when we win Iowa. They they talk about doing well in Iowa, and they're certainly going to do well in Iowa. Um, unclear how well that's going to be. But, I mean, we, we know and we've talked about the Hillary Clinton firewall theory, which is even if she, even if she yes. loses yes. Iowa and New Hampshire, she has a firewall beginning in South Carolina. Um, however... Were she, were she to actually lose Iowa and New Hampshire, that would be a very severe test for the firewall theory. 20 seconds. Are you hearing what I'm hearing, little whispers about the Justice Department and FBI? Is there anything to this, any of this? Uh, I, I don't know. Okay. I have to say, I don't know, and I have to tell you, I, I continue to be skeptical about this. But yeah. a lot of Republicans are pinning a lot of hope on it, which I think they probably should not. Yeah, yeah, understood. Byron, thanks very much. 